Go ahead. There are many different types of orchids in the world. Um, I grow Phalaenopsis orchids, and I also grow Bulbophyllum, Bulbophyllum orchid, Bulbophyllum tinnibarium. So, what and is a bubble file bibliorium? Yep, it's called bubble phylum tingabarium. So, that's like a type of orchid? Yeah, it is. It's basically, bubble phylums are a very, very large genus of orchids. They contain 170,000 species. Oh, wow. Of orchid in their genus. And that's just one genus of orchids, but they have, um, they have most of the orchid, most of the bubble phylums smell like rotting meat or smell like keratin or don't have a smell. So they're not really desirable like the calatheas or the uh, wild Thelenopsis orchids are. But, okay. Yep. And then I also have a viral rhododendron. Now, viral rhododendrons are native to New Guinea and to um, Borneo. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. And are, are, are there any rhododendrons in here in, Minnesota, in, like, in the United States? Are there rhododendrons in the United States? Yeah, like, do we have species, a type of species of rhododendrons in, in, in the United States? Mm, I think we do, yeah. We have a few, but we don't have as many as in tropical countries, like Malaysia Got it. or Malamar or uh, Borneo. Got it. Okay. So we have a few cold-hardy rhododendrons and Ivalias that are native to here, but most of what we have are, like, things like magnolias. Okay. Like the big leaf magnolia and the blampe and stuff like that to the south. Okay. But rhododendrons, what? Go ahead. Rhododendrons are um, divided into two groups. They're divided into the cold hardy groups and the non cold hardy groups. I have a non cold hardy. Viruses are not cold hardy. Okay. And then I also have an Indian rubble ficus. And I have a croton, brush ginger, and grape ivy. Oh, okay. Plus I have a few Santa Navia hybrids too. Ooh. So, guys, um, when you're listening to this, I know we're talking about plants, uh, but if you want to do your research on these plants, go ahead and look them up. Uh, but the thing is, um, I'll see if there's a way. Run of the mill house plants aside from the Bulbophyllum tingabarium and the Viralodendrin. Those are real gems, especially the Viralodendrin. That was seventy five dollars. Yeah. So, guys, um, I will see if there's any links to some of these photos of these plants anywhere. Um, the best thing um, to do... You can, try, you can try Orchid Limited. I know they sell um, rhododendrons to people. Nice. Orchid Unlimited, everybody. And they have pictures of the blooms. Nice. 
So with these these certain plants, what is an average lifespan of these plants? Years and years. Good. Um, if I were a rhododendron, I, I, I had a, for a week or so, it's doing good. Those can live decades. Wow. Um, I know that the um, phalaenopterases can live decades. They can get really big, too, and have as many as 20 leaves on them when they get mature. Oh, wow. That's... Yep. Yeah, that's a lot. Wow. And mine has two bloom spikes on it. Okay. And what else was I going to say? Oh, oh, I was going to tell you guys about the, um, about the Piper Piper Frog. Oh, this is going to be interesting. Yeah, bizarre nature. They actually give birth through their backs. The females will actually have the eggs implanted by the male in your back, and then when they get to be full size and mature, they break out of their, their uh, mother's skin, and the mother gives birth to her back. Wow. Kind of like the gastric brooding frog. The gastric brooding frog eats its eggs and then it regurgitates its froglets when they get to be old enough. Oh, wow. But the gastric brooding frog is extinct. Oh. Not because of cannibalism, but because of climate change. Okay. And, you know, fungus. Wow. So there's not even one on the face of this planet. Pretty much, yeah. The gastric pudding bug is extinct. Dang. But the pipe of pipers aren't yet. Yeah. And the um, gharials are also gone to come back in the in the good preserve of India. Wow. You know about gharials? Yeah. Uh, they, I believe I remember hearing about them, yeah. They're big crocodilians that live in India, and they have bulbous um, growths on the tips of the snout, and the males, and they eat fish. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen one or, or, or looked it up, but I've, I've heard of them in a conversation yeah. I had with a family friend but um yeah they they sound familiar i just never knew what they look like yeah that's cool yeah like i was just since we're on the topic of frogs and toads here um uh the one frog i've always been interested in is the uh uh what is it called the air, the it's the poisonous frog that if poison you touch... Frogs? Poison dart frogs, yeah. Uh, poison dart frog. Yeah. So, like... Well, they're only poisonous in the wild. In captivity, they're safe to handle because they don't need ants and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, they get their poison from ants and stuff in the wild, but in captivity, they're safe. Okay. That I did not know. Okay. 
And like, but you still probably want to wear gloves when handling them because you don't want to um, get uh, your oils on your hands in the fog. Yeah, um, and how poisonous is it? Like, w- could it kill a human or? It depends on the species of fog. It depends on the species of poison dart fog that you're talking about. Okay. Some of them, like the yellow ones or the uh, the red ones, are really really bad. They're so poisonous they can kill a person. Wow. The, the Aboriginal uh, native people of those countries in South America, they actually put juice of the frog on a dart and they'll blow it into like a monkey or something for their dinner, and then the monkey will fall from the tree and be dead. Wow. From the poison, yep. That is impressive. called blow dart. Yeah. And there's actually a plant called, um, I'm trying to think. It's, uh, some kind of, uh, vine. It's like a vine. Yeah. Vining plant. And it's, I had it before, I think it's in, it's in the um, Sterodere family or something, it's, in, it's very difficult to grow. I tried growing it and it died, so I never got it again. It's called Spider's Tress. Oh, wow. Yeah, Spider's Tress. And they have um, a poison that actually can affect the heart. It's not as dangerous as some of the other varieties that they have, but, but it is a plant you don't really want to get your hands on. Yeah. I mean, hands-on is growing in his blood, but not hands-on like getting it in your bloodstream. Definitely. I tried growing spider stresses once, and it just didn't really work out very well. Yeah. I got it from Logies, actually. Yeah, Logies. And Logies is a really bad nursery. I wouldn't recommend them. Most of the stuff that I've ever heard of and most of the reviews that I've heard of from Logies, the plants end up dying. Wow, yeah. But I've had really good luck with um, Orchid Limited. Yeah. And I have my new rhododendron, and it will flower trumpet-shaped orange flowers that grow in proliferation. Wow, that's cool. I would, yeah. If you can, uh, once they bloom, uh, send me the a picture because I would love to see them. I will if it lives. If it lives and does well, I will send you guys a picture and my dad a picture and my staff a picture. Nice. And my friend, my other friends a picture. I will send everybody a picture. Nice. Yeah, um, I've always like been curious about like animals that um can affect a human so like scorpions is another one that i've always found fascinating um I, yeah so i'm not scared of them i i've i've had one crawl on me before um Do you know that the bigger the scorpion is the safer they are that's what i've heard yes yeah, the bigger ones they are, the the ones that they're not as um they're not as dangerous as the little bark scorpions and things like that. Yeah. 
I've heard the smaller they are, the deadlier. So. Yeah. Those are cool. Um, I heard. I also noticed that some spiders can live that could be grow up to be. Uh, pretty big. Like there's a spider somewhere, I think in the tropics that. In South America, it's the Goliath bird eater spider. I think that's what you're referring to. It can grow as big as a hamburger, and it can live 25, 30 years. Wow. Because, yeah, there's ones that, like, I've seen that crawl on houses, and they're, like, their leg span is, like, ginormous. It, like, could cover a whole window. Yeah, are you sure that's a banana spider or a Brazilian wandering spider? Those get to be really big, too. Yeah, it might have been. It's, I, I'm pretty sure it was something in Brazil, so it could have been the Brazilian one. Yeah. Because, yeah, those things are, wow. Like, they were, uh, I could uh, probably, to, like, to size it up, it would probably be as big as, like, uh, how could I... Uh, relate it to um, no it was slight it was like four times bigger than a human hand uh, they're, they're really big they're like a really big I don't know it this thing had eight legs and it was a huge spider that was on this house and I was like wow I don't know if it was in Africa or Brazil, but it's this big, giant spider. It doesn't hurt people. It's just, it's, it's this, a, a huge, yeah. It's like, it's like, it looks like a daddy long leg, but like, like a hundred times bigger. Well, not a hundred times, but like, it's huge. The legs, yeah. So, and then, um, there's other bugs like, um, these, um, beetles, like, I've, 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 was very interested in, like, the rhino beetle. Oh, yeah, I heard of the rhino beetle games on, uh, Ant Planet. Wow. That's cool, you should check them out. There's this guy who breeds rhino beetles, and he enters them in, like, competitions and stuff, and he picks the winning ones, and the losers he releases into the wild, and he keeps the winners, and he breeds the winners. Wow. You should check him out. Okay. Yeah, rhino beetle games on YouTube. Nice. Yep. Yeah, those things are pretty weird looking. And then, uh... Have you ever heard of the Goliath beetle? The Goliath beetle? No. Yeah. That beetle is the biggest beetle in the world. It's the size of a fully grown rat. What? Yep. Look it up. A Goliath beetle. Holy crap. I'm so going to look that up after. You know, guys, I will post a link to that Goliath beetle in the, the description. Um... I'm really anxious to see something. Yeah. Of any insect got the largest girth and heaviest weight of any known beetle. 
Is it harmful to people or like what it? No, it's not harmful at all. It's a scarab beetle. It eats tree sap and bark. Oh wow! Okay. It's in West Africa, South Africa. Dang. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look that up. That 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 looks kind of uh, like I'm just picturing it in my head right now. Like. Wow, that, that if it could be it's as like big as a rat, they're like nine to ten inches long. Damn. So yeah, and then um, off the subject of animals, um, I've always been a fan of like unearthly nature. So like other nature on other planets. So like like how Mars has the red look to it because of the planet and uh, the soil and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, so like getting to see that and then seeing pictures of the, the land on Mercury um, and like seeing what pictures of Venus looks like, how it's all sulfuric, like... You know, like, there are places on Earth that look like that, too. It's not just other planets. Yeah, yeah, because, like, they, I, I read in the article that there's a place that looks like Venus on Earth that is so high sulfur, and so it literally will look... You, you can look at that and see what Venus would look like if you were there. So it's, like, it, it, it's really cool. West Africa, and, you know, flamingos breed on them. Did you know that? Wow. Flamingos, they breed on them. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah they breed on them. They make nests out of the salty mud, and then they lay their eggs, and then they hatch, and then the flamingos march across to the end of the pan, and then they fly away. Oh, wow. Cool. Nothing can eat them over there because of the fact that it's just so salty and neutral when they live over there. Yeah, wow. That's pretty cool. And then, yeah. like, and then, like, you look at these other moons and planets that are basically ice. And, like, it's like, you think that, you know, people are saying that there might be life like, but, like, microscopic life and other, like, sea life underneath yeah. all those all those layers of ice. So, mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of weird to think about that, like, another planet could have life in our solar system. But, like, I, I already know, like, and, and it, it's hard to say this factually, but, like, I, I just think... How could we be the only ones living in the universe? Like, there's no way that we're the only living f beings in the whole known universe, you know? Yeah. I mean, I know some people don't believe it, but, like, just think of it. Like, there's so many other planets yeah, I, that... I, I think it's um, very possible. Yeah, and I'm sure there's other planets that could sustain life like Earth that have the classifications of a habitable pla habitable planet but like thinking of it thinking of it like an intelligent planet like intelligent life that have the same ecosystem and the same like 
like same lives or maybe even more advanced than us. They had a couple of um, sci-fi, not sci-fi, but like natural uh, documentaries about finding life outside the solar system. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how true that is, but it's interesting. Yeah. But then, like, thinking about the future of our planet, you know, like, when you think about, like, our planet and how... I have a book you might really like. It's called Gardens of the Future, Gardeners of the Future. Let me yeah. see if I can find it. Because uh, I, I know the guy who writes that book, Ron, his name is Ron. Yeah. And I could loan you that book if you give me back the good, good pay. Yeah, I could do that. So... Uh, yeah, because when you think about it, like... Oh, here it is. Gardeners of the Universe. Here we go. It's about time travel, sci-fi, propagandic, future fantasy, adventure, history. What do we humans want to become? Yeah, so, like, when I look at these, this, this show on, um, what is it called? Um, uh, I can't remember what channel it's on. But it, it it's called Year Million. I think it's National Geographic, I think. But they talk about um, what the future, what they project might look like. And, not, and it's not just in a million years. Year Million is basically a term for, like, the upcoming future of, like, way more ahead of us. So, like, not in our lifetime, but, like, in the far future. And yeah, I've I heard about that show, the Million. And it just I've watched five episodes so far and they've talked about like hive minds, um, being able to go to virtual concerts virtually and actually becoming like part of the concert if you choose to be. Um, being able to upload your consciousness onto an inner onto this uh uh Onto, yeah, like, and also never say die, never yeah, so like basically be able to like upload your consciousness into a robot where then you won't yeah. age or die. It's like, so yeah, and this injection to make your body not die. Yeah, so basically you'll be able to like take an injection and you'll be able to communicate telepathically. Be able to like breathe underwater, whatever. Like it's just it's really weird when you think about it. Yeah, it is. Like if if I mean, if that technology could even be possible. I mean, even like when they say about force fields, like being able to have the ability of force fields eventually, so where that you know, you could be able to devise a a thing where it uses pure energy to develop a bubble around you to keep like toxins and pollution out of your out of body, yeah. body and stuff where you can just live in a so-called energy bubble and nothing that is like you, you a gun can't kill you you you'll be basically imp- impenetrable to the point where you don't have to worry about sickness or somebody coughing on you or sneezing on you or whatever. Like, it's just, oh, it's really weird. Yeah. I mean, I think the force field idea is probably more, it could possibly happen here in uh, the next 20 to 
50 years, roughly. But, like, it's just the concept of... Yeah. I actually heard, now this is just something that I heard on the internet. There's this pill that people are going to take in the future that's going to reduce aging. Yeah, they're working on that now, actually. I've, yeah. I've, been on, I've been keeping up to date on that. And so basically, we'll be able to live almost 300 years instead of 100. So basically triple our lifespan. Uh, yeah. And it will age us slower, so to the point where we won't age as fast, and we be able to live possibly up to three hundred years if if we don't like get shot or killed or whatever. But like if we we live yeah. a, a peaceful life and like we could literally live to about three hundred years, that that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Yeah, I might have to read that one. That one might even be more interesting than the pig one, <laughs> to be honest. I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the pig story. It's really cool that somebody would take in a pig. Uh, but, um, yeah, this uh, I'm really into, like, futuristic sci-fi type stuff. So I might... Then I will let you have this book when you come over. Maybe you could come over outside and I could give you the book. We can't actually have you come in the house because of the COVID, but yeah. you can definitely come over when my staff know about it, and I'll give you the book if you loan it back to me. Definitely. So what I can do, probably not this weekend, but next weekend, I'll figure out a time to take the 54 down there and uh, drop okay. off your book. So, okay, good. yeah, but, uh, so, um, about the, uh, the podcast, everybody, um, I've considered, uh, con- doing this on a monthly basis. I know it's called the daily weird, but, um, I was going to talk to Alex about maybe, uh, transitioning the name to more of a nat- nature based name. So instead of doing the daily weird, it'd be like called the nature weird or, or something like that. Yeah, I like that. Nature weird. Let's do that. So, yeah. So that way people aren't confused about us calling it the daily weird and we're not doing it daily. So, um, so as, as of 27 minutes into the podcast, we are now officially changing the podcast name to the nature weird. The nature weird, nature weird, yep. So it's going to be all information about nature and interesting facts, interesting things about nature, uh, stuff that may seem weird to the human eye, uh, but it's it's not. It's actually normal. And so what we're going to do is we're going to, I'm going to develop a new uh, logo for us, a new like... Uh, virtual logo for the nature weird um and we'll go from there um but yes everybody uh as of now coming up to 28 minutes 
Uh, we are now officially going from the daily weird to the nature weird. Yeah, nature weird. I like So anyway, um, we have two more minutes, and then we're going to try to wrap it up. But the only other thing I would like to bring up about uh, nature is how we live in a uh, an environment where we say, let's go out and get some fresh air. When a lot of these pl- places on this planet don't actually have fresh air. Um, there's some places in the planet that have such uh, bad contamination oh, and bad air that, for instance, we should take it for granted for what air we have uh, here in the United States. And it's it's still you know, not as toxic as other areas in the United, in the world. Like China, so, yeah, yeah, so like China right now, I believe is the most toxic air in the world as of that I, I've, I've read. But like there's other places in the world that have pretty bad air as well. Um, it's not that you shouldn't go there. It's just be aware that the air is of bad quality. So it's going to be really messed up if you're not used to that kind of climate or air quality that um, your lungs might not really like that and you could develop coughs. Um, uh, for you. Realize that we have only one planet and one Earth to live on. Exactly. So, yes, there's multiverses, but there's no way of getting to those other multiverses. So, again, like Alex said, there is only one planet. Yes, there's many of our planet in another multiverse. But, again, like I said, there's no way of transitioning to another multiverse. So, as of now, as of now, we want to make sure that we take care of our planet. We don't pollute. We don't throw trash. We don't contaminate this planet to the point where it's unlivable. Because as of now... Yes. So as of now, I've been uh, I've been reading some articles about pollution and stuff. And if we continue the way we're doing, we uh, they said within the next two to three hundred years, uh, maybe even further five five hundred years, the planet will be so polluted that it would be unlivable and we'd maybe have to transition to uh, um, doing some geoforming or terraforming, sorry, terraforming of Mars and making that into a more habitable planet or maybe even having people have to move to the moon. And again, remember, the moon is a lot smaller than the Earth and not all of us will be able to move out there. So like I said... Please, please. Yeah, so please, people, take care of our planet. Don't pollute. Don't throw trash on the ground. Um, Minnesota here has such wonderful air because right now they actually have a Department of Energy which takes trash and garbage and basically... it, it. they they do what they do by like turning that messed up garbage into 
like purifying it to the then putting it out into the atmosphere as clean breathable air that there's there's places out there in the world that have that capability of turning one man's trash into another man's treasure literally to where they can like we won't have to worry about landfills or anything like that we 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 just basically compress it and and melt it to where we can use it as an another resource of energy so like what i'm saying people yes there's trash yes there's things but please don't contaminate this and throw trash everywhere we need this planet to be very healthy for our future generations okay yep. so well um we're at the 33 minute mark uh we're gonna wrap it up here um so um alex any last things you want to say Alex, any last-minute things you want to say? No, I'm pretty good. All right. So, with that being said, everybody, please share this with all your friends. Those that were will be interested in knowing more about nature and the bizarre, weird facts of nature, um, be it worldly or unworldly, we will talk about anything and everything nature-based um and uh basically life-based so if it involves your life if it involves nature it involves your environment and involves anything that that and everything uh we will talk about it on here um there's an email that we have daily weird or i can't remember what it is i'll post it in the description yeah so what we're saying is please Look for our email. If you have any ideas that you want us to talk about, um, there's a daily weird email that we have, and you can email us there. Uh, I have access to it mostly, uh, but I could always forward the emails to Alex if they you have any questions for him. So please hit us up at the email in the description. Also, please subscribe, please share, please follow, and look us up on any venues that we have uh on this podcast so with that being said danny and alex are now signing out and uh magustulations and namaste anything else from you alex no i'm glad i'm gonna get ready for dinner all right well we love you guys and uh thanks for listening to our podcast have a excellent day signing out Bye. Signing out.